Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Dun, dun, dun. We're back, man. Yeah, this is where Steve has played the music. Uh, yeah, we about to wrap this shit up, y'all. So I know, I know the Oscars was last week, uh, but you know we we run our, on our own motherfucking schedule. <laughs> so this will be the the wrap up of the post Oscar Who Gives a Fuck podcast. There we go. Uh, and we're going to be we're in uh, we're in San Diego this week. The American Comedy Company, and uh, it's going to be a good week. Oh yeah, more sloppy drunk Latin bitches. All right, uh, get into back into this since we took so long to get this far. Let's just get into it right now. Number fourteen. Uh, wait, well, let's just update really quick. We just did uh, 20. I'm going to go, what? 20 was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 19 and 18 were the Lords of the Rings films. 17 was Silence of the Lamb. 16, Back to the Future. 15, Gladiator. And now we're on number 14, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, one of those I got to put on my list to see that I didn't see that I should have seen. Really? Yes. Uh, it, Again, period piece, man. It's hard for me to do the period pieces. It was really good. It was really good. Uh it has meaning. I don't, but again, Tom Hanks is one of those guys that just really doesn't make bad movies, man. No, he gets the he gets the good shit. Do you remember his television series? Yeah, the Boys and Buddies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, it's just funny because you wouldn't imagine. I would love for that to be a, a picture, a poster of him as dressed right. as the woman and then <clears> holding his Oscar. I always thought that he was a stand-up comic because he. You know, early part of his career was all comedies. No, and he played that uh, that that comedy movie, Punchline. Punchline, yeah. Uh, but nobody in that movie was a comic, were they? Uh, there was cameos. Yeah, but no yeah. one was. No, 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 no. It was Sally Fields and uh, Tom Hanks, John Hanks. Goodman. Yeah, Damon Wayans had a had a had a cameo. Who else? Oh, um, I'm going to forget his name. Anyway, oh, not important. Um, Number 13, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's got to be in there because that's, again... In the top 25? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment. It's a, it's a Spielbergian moment. It's a game changer. Maybe they should give out the Spielbergs then instead of the Probably, Oscar. but that's, you know, you know. Uh, all right. Number 11, Fight Club. Ooh. Top 30. You know, what I like about Fight Club is every Besides time... Besides Brad Pitt's abs? I like that I learn something new about the movie every time. I miss things in the movie. You know what took me out of the movie when it finally started getting into that Ed Norton is Brad Pitt shit? Yeah, but he was. I, I That lost me. I, I didn't get it. I yeah. didn't get it. Well, and the Helen, Helen. Prior to that, I thought Brad Pitt's character so did was I. his own character. So did I. And I was I was with it. And then I figured. Then you figured that out. Then Hel- Helen Bottom Carter's character doesn't exist either. He made her up. Mm-hmm. Nothing's yeah, real. See that I, it got weird. All right, number ten, The Matrix. Since we were getting weird. <sighs> somewhere in a somewhere in the top thirty. I, I again one of those cinematically for what it was when it came around. 
Yeah. Okay. And also, you got to remember the DVD player was just really introduced to people's homes. Right. An affordable DVD player. Right. So people were watching this on the DVD player. And mm-hmm. that's what made it kind of everybody had to have that at the time because it was the one that you could really experience right. your te- your television, the big square box right. at the time. The same way when high definition got introduced, yeah. Avatar was the movie you had to have. Right. So uh I don't know. I'm not I wasn't huge on this movie. And and, and again, I the first one I'm with it, right? Yeah. After that the sequels, I stopped caring. All right, number nine, uh, Star Wars. Now, we talked about this a little bit a on the religion. episode. It's a religion. This is episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. This is the one. Oh, that's uh, that's in the top ten. That's it. Well, it's number nine, so it's there. Uh, oh, okay, number nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. You like that one? <clears throat> yeah. So that's good. And I know we already talked about it quite a bit because we were we could do a whole uh, one of these on Star Wars if we wanted to. Number eight, uh, The Godfather Part Two. Mmm. Mmm. Well, I mean, definitely uh, in a top ten. Yeah, that feels right. Okay. That feel, what, what do you think? I, I like it there. I might move it up a little bit. I, I could move it up uh, uh, several couple spaces because there's some other movies on this top mm-hmm. ten that I'd move down. But there might be a few that I want to move over up into the right. spot. Uh, number seven, Goodfellas. Uh, top five. That's got to be in the top five. Uh, it's that's one of the best, especially again, man movie. Got nothing to do with explosions, gunshots, beautiful bitches running around. That's just a great man movie. And we, you know, we we, we like mafia shit. <laughs> you know, that's a great man movie. But you and you think it's better though than Godfather Part Two? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to make Godfathers. And again, my dad was such a movie buff. Um, You know, I only saw some of these movies because he would force me to not force me to watch them, but we weren't rich. So we had one TV in the family room. So whatever he was watching, we was watching. Right. So I got introduced to the Godfathers movies through him. And as a kid, this shit is boring to you. So I hated it. Really? But yeah, what a kid, eight years old, and understand the Godfather. Uh, but as I got older, then yeah, it was like home cooking. You know, when you're a kid, you want McDonald's. When you get older, you want mom's meatloaf. Out of, out of all these gangster films that you like, though, you don't think Bronx Tale should have been moved up into not maybe not over in the top Goodfellas? twenty. No. no, 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 not over Goodfellas, but in this. I love Bronx Tale. Yeah, Bronx Tale is great, but. Chaz Terry. Yeah, but Goodfellas is some other shit. Yeah, but because it was it was it was way grittier. Yeah, and that's you know I want my yeah. mom movies. You want your with, mom movies? I want my mom movies with some STD in it, nigga. I don't want it to hurt me. Baseball bat and baseball bat, motherfucker. All right, number uh, six, The Dark Knight. And I know everybody loved that. That's hard for me to put a number six though. I would put it in the top 30. Yeah. And again, I give... Heath Ledger, number one. That, that, that performance was unbelievable. Yeah. And DC, that's the difference, though, also here where we're going to get into the, the, mm-hmm. the minute parts between DC and Marvel. DC actually makes a movie that I think are movies where Marvel makes more like adapted from the, the cartoons. Comics. Yeah. The, uh, but as far as Joker performances... From from I don't want to say worst to best because they were all good, but your order in terms of best: Nicholson, Joker, Keaton, Batman, Heath Ledger, Dark Knight, Batman, Jared Leto, Joker, Suicide, Suicide Squad. That's your order of the three guys that played Joker. Who was the best? From from least to favorite. I can't say only because I want to tell you that it's going to be Jared Leto. Uh, Leto is number one. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Nope, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen enough of it to determine if that's going to be it. But well, I, well, well, what you saw, because there was only how many scenes was he in? He was yeah, you okay, like, but you got a gist of, of what the performance. I thought his performance when he's in with Common. 
Over Heath Ledger. Over Heath Ledger. Oh, you got motherfuckers cursing you out right no, now. No, man. That, he, the only reason I say that is because, um, the, first there's the comic book character, and then there's Jack Nicholson's, uh, which I thought was great. Right. And then who was that? Then, then it's Heath Ledger. Then it's Heath Ledger. And Heath Ledger's was the reversion of Jack Nicholson's character. He still played right. the Joker. Like the same way, but Jared Leto's character as the Joker is completely different than anybody else's, and I thought that that was not only brave. I was pretty fucking impressed with it. I thought he did an amazing. So job. Leto number one for you, yeah. Heath Ledger two, yeah, it'd have to be that, and way. then Nicholson, yeah. And I feel bad saying it that way because Nicholson, but Nicholson's was the most cartoonish of the characters. And, and you see, again, that was my childhood, right? The nineties. More teenage, but uh, so that holds a place in my heart. But you just nailed it; it was cartoonish. Yeah. Uh, whereas Leto and Heath was dark, dark. So for an adult, but I, I, Heath is number one to me. That, I mean, his character was so great right. in that movie, and I'm not going to say it is. I just like that Leto was able to grow that care, grow it. Like he, it went. He took it to. When I heard what he was doing and I saw the pictures of it, mm. I was like, "This, what is this piece of shit? What is he? Who, he, who does he think he is? Right. Reinventing the Joker on me. Right. And then when I saw what he brought to it, right. I mean, that crazy scene where he goes from talking to Common, looks like, okay, and then, right. and then he just goes a little crazy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. My girl, ah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, in that short <laughs> right, amount of right. time, man, that was a, that was a well, big I, impact. I got the same feeling with Heath when he would go, let me tell you about my father. And he came at her with a knife. Why so serious? Like, no, that, that uh, was great. When he's standing there talking to the gangsters and the gangsters right. think they're in charge and he's right. in charge, I was like, yeah. dude, he took this to another yeah. level and yeah, he yeah, yeah. did. But, but for those, just think about how small amount of, 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 of scene or words or, or right. whatever you want that you've seen of Jared Leto so far. It's very, it's a very, very small amount. Right. And if it doesn't get any better than that, then then maybe I go back to Heath. But I think that he has the, uh, the dude pop. that that scene with Heath, Le- Heath Ledger, where he's in the kind of the, the what, what do they call it, the interrogating room. Yeah. And they have that one cop who's standing up against the door, watching him. So to egg him on, Heath Ledger goes, you know, when you kill someone. You'd rather use a knife than a gun, because with a knife, you get a chance to. And I and I can't. I don't want to fuck it up. But he basically is saying, a gun is too quick. With a knife, you get to savor all the little moments, and people show you in their last moments of life who they really are. You want to know how many of your friends were cowards? And 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 the cop that's like he's like, I'm gonna kick this motherfucker's ass. That. And it, but before that, he says something about how, how many of your friends did I kill? And the guy goes six, and you don't hear he say six. He he mimes it with his mouth, and he goes six. That fucking performance, dude. That fucking performance was great, man. Dude, I, I'm not denying that it's a great performance. Oh. I'm just saying that I think that Leto, despite every. Everything that you're saying that I agree with. Hey, man, I want no beef. You want no beef? You want no beef? Yeah, listen, Lito was there. But, I mean, when you did you see any previews before the movie came out? Yeah. And did you, were you not like going, what the fuck is this guy doing to Joker? No. I was. I was like, I thought, no. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling what I saw. Here's what's going to be interesting. You know, they're doing a movie called The Joker. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know who's going to play it? Uh-uh. Joaquin Phoenix. Really? Yeah. Why you say that like that? You don't see it? No. You don't see it? No. I don't. Oh. Dude, I th- I mean I think he's been awesome in a, in a lot of the movies he's in. But I just don't I don't feel him as the Joker. You know what I think is a movie that should have been on his fucking list? Uh I wonder if you saw it. And it's like, dude, what the fuck happened to Nick Cage? Remember, he was a premier A-list motherfucker. And it seemed like now everything he does is either flat-out garbage or straight-to-DVD. I think they might have offered him... Uh, 
what's the movie that Keanu Reeves is in right now? Jack. Uh, oh, um, John Wick. John Wick. You that, wanted me back, so yeah, I'm guessing I'm back now. Now right. put Nick Cage in that and see if he could have done that role. I hear you. You know, you know. Once upon a time ago, they flirted with the idea. They even did a test screen with him in the suit. Nick Cage is Superman. Oh, really? What an awful choice. That <laughs> fucking beak on that nigga. That nose is too memorable. What? I, I, I could not. And the droopy eye. I, there's no way I see him as Superman. One of my favorite movies of all time is Valley Girl. And that's Nick Cage. We, as comics, we have to agree. One of the greatest Nick Cage movies ever. Raising Arizona. Yeah. Oh, that's. But that's, that's at another level. And that's not on a list like this either. Which it should be. Yeah, because that wasn't just a comedy movie. That was. Uh, that was the Far- it was Farrell Brothers, right? Far- 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 Farrell, Farrell, Farley. Farley, Farley Brothers, whatever does I don't know. Yeah, I, I was gonna say when I mentioned Nick Cage, dark, dark, dark fucking movie, scared the shit out of me as a man. <laughs> Eight millimeter. Yeah, that was a tough one. I was that was dark, dude. But he again, like uh, Keanu Reeves, ha- plays kind of that same. This is who I am, character guy. Yeah, he, he's he, he's gotten caricature. Yeah, a little bit. But did you see uh oh shit, what's the movie where he plays an Elvis like character? Oh shit, I don't, I don't I can't remember. But that was right. that was an interesting departure for right. me. All right, so we gotta get to number, number five. five. You ready for this one? Forrest Gump? Uh-huh. Oh. Really? I feel like I got indigestion. Dude, Forrest oh. Gump to me as a movie made a lot of money. People love watching it, but it's like comedy. That wasn't Spielberg, was it? I don't think so. Okay. No, uh, it was Robert Zemeckis. Okay. This is a comedy, like a comedian, and I'm not going to name any comedians' names, but that is so. Uh, no, you know what? I'll 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 name uh, I'll name a comedian because it's not. I'm not being negative. That's not being negative. Forrest Gump to me to movies is what Jeff Dunham is to comedy. That's a negative, Andy. No, it's very, <laughs> very, very approachable. A lot of people uh, like it. They'll spend money for it. Yeah, it's not going. It, it, it gets their funny bone, but right. it's not necessarily right. The kind of comedy that I want to. But was that a comedy? That was Forrest Gump was a comedy. It was, and it was a little satire on life. Yeah, that's one of those where you know there's certain movies where you go like if I if if I if I I don't give a fuck what I'm doing if I come in the house let's say when I used to hang out at the clubs but if I came in the house at two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning whatever midday afternoon I got my fucking hoagie I want to watch TV Die Hard is one of those movies it don't matter where it's at I'm good. I got my sandwich. I got my male movie. I could watch that over certain movies. You go, I could watch this. Forrest Gump, eh, seen it, did it, done. It it just gets a little too sappy for me. Yeah, I don't even think it's the, a sappy factor for me. It's just okay. Like, 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 you look at a great actor like, 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 uh, Tom Hanks, one of the best. One of the best. That movie to me is what fences with Denzel is. Okay. Love Denzel. You know how I feel about it. One of my dreams is to make a movie with Denzel. Yeah. And any Denzel movie, with the exception of Fences and Israel Roman J. Esquire III, which was still a good movie. It was cool. His character was cool. But, you know, I put that in the same. I lumped up Forrest Gump, Fences, and Ezekiel. That's (laughs) one of those where. But, okay, but if I have my favorite sandwich, that'll that'll spoil my dinner. But you're not denying that it was a successful movie it made. Yes. Okay. Now, though, other than uh, Tom Hanks, who else could have played that character? Could have played that character? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Um... Who do you think Black could have played that character? If I let me see, I want, and we can't say the obvious. Denzel. No, no, no. I wouldn't say Denzel would play that character. I, I, because Don Cheadle. How about Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle can play anything. I think he's. I think he's. I I think that would have been a challenge. I would have loved to have seen him 
tackle so because was Forrest Gump he wasn't retarded right he was slow he was slow he couldn't have been if he and 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 just for the sake of all the people listening out here when we were growing up that was the correct term even though it is special needs now um I don't know, man. I, I'd really have to think about that. I was going to say Morgan Freeman, but Morgan is too, too no, uh, 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 you know, too regal. It's hard because I can't really. I couldn't think of any actors that could really play that right. part. Could you see uh, Al Pacino playing that part? No, not at all. Because it's too Al Pacino-ish. Yeah. Mama said, "Life's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get." Who? <laughs> Uh, My friend Bubba, Jenny, oh Jenny! Oh shit! I wish I could remember this guy's name. I think he. I, I'm so bad with names. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll get back to you. All right. Uh, number four, Star Wars. The first one. Yep. Again, it's it's uh, it's a movement. Yeah, I think it's it a mo- it's a movement. I think it has to be in there. I don't think that it's in the top five of. I don't either, movies. but it, I understand why it is. It's a movement. Uh, number three, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you like it? At number uh, three? Uh, 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 it's not number three. I feel like am I lying here? It's not number three. Uh, Sa- Samuel L. Jackson as Forrest Gump. Uh, <laughs> stupid is as stupid does, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Life's like a box of motherfucking chocolates. Um, I'd like to know the record on how many times he says motherfucker throughout his whole career. With every movie he's done. You know, because I think there's a YouTube clip where they show every movie where he says it at least once. What is the total number of motherfuckers for Sam Jackson's career? I should ask him since he follows me on Twitter. You should ask him. And and, and he responded back to me. That's a good question. I think it's worth asking. Uh, Listeners, if you could email me. (laughs) Here's your homework assignment. Give me the number of total motherfuckers. Sam Jackson has said throughout his entire career. Uh, Pulp Fiction. That's what we should put at the end of this. What? We should steal Samuel L. Jackson saying motherfucker and just put it. Motherfucker. Yes. Steve. (laughs) That's what we want at the end of every podcast. Sam Jackson. Motherfucker. Yeah. That's good. Or how many snakes are on this plane? Nah, just motherfucker. That is. Okay. Okay. And never say it's Sam Jackson. Yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah, Aries and Andy. Actually, so we don't get in any trouble for it, we're not going to use a Sam Jackson. Aries is going to do an impression. No, we can use a Sam. They don't know it's Sam. Yeah. No. But that's why we're telling everybody that if it's you, you. If you use the line from Snakes on a Plane, that'd be different. Yeah, that's true. But just because you hear a motherfucker say motherfucker, you don't know that that's Sam. We don't know what motherfucker said motherfucker. Exactly. Okay. So when we sign off, yo, Andy, Aries, all right, see you next week. Motherfucker. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> um... I feel like we're supposed, because of who he is, Quentin? the kind of movies he makes, this is supposed to be there. But, mm. okay, here's my, here, here, let's, let's, let's go comedy and not, not like, just to, like, legends of comedy. Let's go legends of uh, film. How am I supposed to take a filmmaker that is a great filmmaker in his own rights, but acknowledges that a lot of his work is nods? to other filmmakers that came before him and put his film so far above their films. Like, yeah, yo, he's above uh, Spielberg. Spielberg, Scorsese. Scorsese. Scorsese's who he gives nods to. Right. Uh, how do you, how do I put him that far above it? And I mean, there's good care. Right. There's good acting in it. Uh, it was one of the first movies in modern times that was told backwards to forwards, but with some weird stuff in the middle. Right. And, and, and you know what? What's genius about uh, about Tarantino is that he is attention deficit enough that he was able to write that movie and make that movie work, and that we all understood it. It was easier to follow that movie starting from the end to the beginning, and then the weird stuff in the middle right. than it was to follow Inception. Which, right? So he knew what he's doing. He's a great filmmaker, 
But I got to put some of the other people mm. that came before him that did amazing films. I can't put him. Uh, I mean, it's in there. I mean, it should be in the t- uh, up there. But I think this is more just a popularity contest at this point on this uh, list. Right. Um, yeah, it's somewhere in 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 the top thirty. I was going to say, like, in the 15, maybe even. Right. But I, I can't put it there above those other films. Right. Um, you want to talk more on those guys? Because, I, I mean, I like... I, I, yeah, I, okay. you know. We got it? Yeah. Uh, number two. And when you were talking about <laughs> movies that, like, you go home and you got your sandwich... And oh, this is yours? Themselves, Shawshank Redemption. I miss my friend Andy. Well, it's always on number one. I miss my friend Andy Dufresne. So... Uh, that's a good fucking movie, man. It is. It's a I, good fucking movie. It's not my number two movie, but it's. I don't know that it's mine either, but it's it's. Uh, but it's in there. It's fucking solid. Um, after that, the sisters never bothered Andy again. I I, I used to, I wrote a skit one time, man, that I wanted to do a skit. I tried to do it on stage, but again, I think it was one of those things that uh, plays out better in a skit than it does stand up. Um, where I, I, I basically, because I love you know that's what Morgan's known for his voice that that regal yeah it's exquisite. Morgan feels like wine. He ain't no hard. Sam Jackson is malt liquor, motherfucker. Sam is fucking henny, nigga. Morgan is a eighteen seventy five souble. You know, like I had this idea where I said, dude, I want to get so rich that I could pay Morgan Freeman to narrate certain parts of my life. So like one day I want to pay him to do a recording so that anybody that comes in my house to go to the bathroom and take a shit, the minute they sit down, you hear Morgan's voice through a loudspeaker and he narrates you through this tough experience and I forget the, all the lines but I had something to the extent of ah there it is this is your moment as you force and pulsate to pull to push out your chocolate child plop plop I, I can't remember what it was, but I tried to do it on stage and didn't really translate maybe because I didn't do a great Morgan impression but I think for a skit you know and, and of course and then you had this beautiful music behind it so between the music and the voiceover and the cuts of the camera cutting to you you trying to squeeze out no push that's all you gotta do take a deep breath and push and morgan just gets you through the shitting experience and i think he's from mississippi and i and i and i I said one time um it's almost like if you, you were driving to mississippi and you saw a billboard and it was morgan describing the state. Even if you saw like, you know, sometimes you sit at home and you see those ads for come to Ohio yeah. where you can. It's Morgan. He goes, ah, Mississippi. It's the only city, only state where you can slam your hand into the river and come up with a piece of fried catfish. <laughs> oh, Mississippi. Yeah. I just so, you know, I just something about that voice, man. You know? Yeah. Well, he has that sound, but do you, but I don't even think he ejaculates semen. I think he comes hollandaise sauce. <laughs> oh, sweetie, I'm about to come. <laughs> Open your mouth. Where would you like it? In your mouth, on your tits or on your ass. Either way, it's going to be tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hollandaise sauce. You can smell the capers. <laughs> you know what? <whatever. laughs> <laughs> that you should do on stage. That part right there. That part right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh Just man! That part. Right. When people are yelling out to you, uh, do so and so. Right. No, I'm working on a new one. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I'm gonna write that down. Tonight's Sunday. Yeah, this might, might be the night where we can fuck around, dude. I just I can't help but, and I'm older than you, so I don't know if you remember it as well as I do. But I just remember Morgan Freeman from the Electric Company. Oh, oh, you know, I'm glad you. Oh goodness. I'm just writing it down. Morgan Freeman, Regal, Orgasm. <laughs> uh, yes, the, the Electric Company. I'm going to tell you a movie you have to see that I don't think you've seen, my friend. Uh, again, uh, Patrice, he, he did it on Opie and Anthony. What the fuck? Oh, Street Smart. I think. You heard of it? Yeah. 
You sure? Yeah. What does he play? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember the name. The, I remember the name of the Christopher movie. Christopher Reeve is in that with Morgan Freeman. What is it? What, what, what? Morgan Freeman plays a pimp. Really? It's dark. And at one point, there's a scene where the white, his main white hoe, fucked up. And she talks sassy to him. So he takes a glass and he breaks it. And he puts the fucking glass, the sharpest part, up to her eye. He goes, what you want me to do, bitch? You want me to cut you? I'll cut you, bitch. And she's freaking, no, whatever, whatever, Silky, no. And Keanu Reeves, he plays a reporter who's trying to do a piece about street life. So he's the reporter. Um, I know I've seen parts of this. I haven't seen it, but I okay, know I've seen parts of it. He's the reporter interviewing and doing his piece on Morgan, the pimp. And at one point, fucking uh, Christopher Reeve gets a little shook up, and he tries to interfere. No, you can't do this. And Morgan turns the glass on Chris Reeve. You want some, motherfucker? You better, nigga, you better back up. He was Sam Jackson before Sam Jackson. Dude, I got to see this. You know what we got to do? Certain, we, we, when we do the black exploitation shit, yeah. certain movies we should see together. We, we should just, Watch whether it. I come to Phoenix or you come to my crib, just go, man, let's smoke some shit and, see and watch this movie. Because I haven't seen this since I was a kid. And again, my dad, you know what I'm saying, is the reason. But yeah. Street Smart. Okay, everybody. More homework. You got to see yeah. Street Smart. And you gotta, you want some, bitch. And you got to text Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta tweet him. We saw your greatest movie ever. Uh-oh. Is this the number one? Yeah. Steve, cue the music. Okay. And then after, and after he says what it is, Steve, kill the music. What is number one? Music. Ladies and gentlemen, number one. And I finally agree. The Godfather. Yeah, baby. A tale, a tale loosely based on Frank Sinatra's upcoming to his movie career. And you said you finally agree. I think it's number one. I'll, before I get into it, why? Because of the way it was filmed, the story, the way it was told, uh, how... The character development happened in the movie. How you actually owned a piece of every one of those people in the movie. Like, I was... Invested. Yeah. I agree. Um, just to, when you look at the cast, James Caan, Robert Duvall, Al Pacino, uh, before she was Adrian, Tyler, Sh Tyler Sh Shire. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The and uh, now I'm going to forget her name. I'm forgetting her name because I know. So was in Woody Allen's movie. The oh, uh, fuck. Um, the white broad. <laughs> uh, damn. Everybody out there is yelling it while we're trying to figure. Right. It out right the now. white broad. You know who we're talking about? Yeah. Fucking the white broad. Uh, but yeah. Um, who dated Al Pacino. After yes. 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 Damn it. Um. Yeah, man, the story, the characters, the the, the, the the dialogue, it was just solid. And seeing Michael Corleone, don't say, people say Michael Corleone, it's Corleone, the Michael Corleone, his transition from, hey, I'm not going to get in the family business to I'm running shit, it, it, it's amazing to watch. Uh, best scene in the movie, after Michael gets assaulted by the crooked cop. For trying to protect his dad, and he sassed off to the crooked uh, police officer. Cop hits him, breaks his jaw, jaw swollen. The next day, he's in the office or in the family office or wherever the meeting room with uh, his brother Sonny, James Kahn, and Robert Duvall, and they're discussing how to kill Salazzo and the the crooked cop, and. Um, Michael breaks it down, and it's that moment where you see he's the Don. And then the uh, the also second best scene 
is when they solidify it, where at the end, after he's killed Kate, his then wife, not Kate, uh, his sister's uh, husband for yeah. beating her yeah. and for killing Sonny. And, and she and she runs in uh, his sister, Connie. Michael, Michael, you killed my husband, my father, my children, Michael. And he, you know, he, he has his guys take her out of the room. And I love it, too, because it was so typical guy shit. His wife comes in and goes, Michael. And he goes, oh, shit. she's hysterical. And he goes, is it true, Michael? Don't ask me about my business, Kate. But Michael, it's true. Don't ask me about my business. But Michael, enough! This one time, this one time I'm going to allow you to ask me about my business. Is it true, Michael? No. And then she's escorted out the door. The fucking guys come in. They kiss his hand. Don Corleone. As the door is closing, you fade out. Oh, see, yeah. and, that, and that was Diane Keaton, by the way. Die the white broad. <laughs> Sorry, Diane Keaton. I know you don't listen to this podcast, so I don't feel too bad. But Diane Keaton, <sighs> she's a great actress, and I feel good actress. Fuck that up. Great ass. We dated for a while. Ooh, pussy smelled like fresh spaghetti. <laughs> what a hint of rosemary. <laughs> but that movie. It really took you through the whole arc of of, of the movie. I mean, yeah. you went through a whole. I mean, that wedding scene where Sonny's fucking the the he on the his, chick up against the door. Yeah, and yeah. his wife's looking for him. Right. It really kind of gets you clued yeah. into what's going on, and and what like you know what I'm trying to. It, it shows yeah, the yeah, lifestyle yeah, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. be happening. You know, I would have really, and, and that's why I said I was so disappointed when Sonny was taken out because of all the characters. I like Sonny. Didn't take no shit. Fucked dude up for beating his sister. But if if you don't take him out, you know what the end. You know what the movie is. Yeah, it's Sonny a killing and a killing and killing and. Well, it's Sonny becoming the Don. Yeah, and killing and killing. <clears throat> right, and killing. right, right, right. All at, all, all means whatever it right. takes. Um. But damn, I just hated to lose that character, man. It's a great character. I, I, you and know. James Conn is an underrated actor. He's been in yeah. so many. Like, yeah. That's why I like, and, I, and, and you know, a lot of people pan it. Godfather 3, they said it's shit. I liked it, dude. Dude, I, I liked it. It's just the way that it, it was just too... The dynamic of Andy Garcia playing Sonny's son. Yeah. And that scene in, in the office with Joey Saza. And he, he said, he said uh, one time, just one time to my uncle's face. One time. And he gets upset. And Pacino goes, who? Temple like his father. You're what you are, young man. Stay by my side. You, it, it just, uh, uh, I, I, I loved his character. That scene where, and, and it was a, it was a, it was a comedian at that time. If, if you remember in Godfather Three, the guy that breaks into his house while he's fucking a girl, and he knows that somebody's in the house, so he uses the girl as bait to get the dude, and he shoots the dude through the hand into his neck. It was a comic by the name of. Uh, Hispanic comic, popular in New York. I want to say Richie somebody, but he died of AIDS. But he was a really popular comic in New York. Uh, I like that fucking movie, man. I like it. So, so one, so you you could go Godfather one, Godfather two, and you'll even put Godfather three, but not on this list. I would say Godfather one. I know y'all gonna call me crazy. Godfather three two, then Godfather two three. I don't know. I, you know, no, it was something about Godfather Two. I wasn't as captivated. Well, because they tried to go back to like give you the whole story. I didn't even mind that so much, but it, it just see that that's where you find the art. Like, where, and then I have to go back on what I just said because when they went backwards in that movie, who went backwards better to tell a story? Quentin Tarantino. I maybe have to watch Pulp Fiction again, man, because I I, I don't even remember that that was told backwards. Well, Francis Ford Coppola has to go back and show. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I'm talking about. But you said Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I don't even. Told, I don't even know. Though. I can't remember. Yeah, you got to go back and watch it because it opens up in the diner or something. Or where does it? The uh, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it opens up at the restaurant, and uh, where the uh, robbery's happening. Right. 
and that's the, one of the last things to happen in the movie. Right. But I, you know what I, I was saying? Do I put Quentin Tarantino above some of those guys? And actually, Quentin Tarantino tells that timeline story better. You think? You think of all, and he hasn't made a lot. What's Quentin Tarantino's greatest movie to you? Would you put Pulp Fiction over Reservoir Dogs? Dude, what would I like about Reservoir Dogs better than Pulp Fiction? But I like Pulp Fiction better as a as a, if I if I if I was the guy who was producing, I was going to throw my money on something. You could tell Pulp Fiction is going to be a huge hit. Reservoir Dogs, I think you can, right? But Reservoir Dogs takes place in that one room. And that's what makes it even more so good. That's what makes that's what it's so stripped down. Right, it's right. just a movie. It's right. a play. It's a play that's on. Right. It's just so tight, and there can't be anything. And and when uh, when he admits that he's he was actually the cop. Oh man! Right. And Harvey Keitel still doesn't believe it. No. And you in in that movie, you know who does a great Harvey Keitel? Again, people, you know, fucking Jay Moore. You ever heard his Harvey Keitel? And and I don't know nobody else that does Harvey Keitel. Like there was one episode where, and I, you know, this is when Jay was a little bit younger, cockier, and a little bit of a snot. Uh, He did an episode of Opie and Anthony, and they were talking about guys that do impressions because he does impressions. And I remember Patrice brought me up. He goes, "What about that dude on Mad TV, Aries Spears?" And Jay goes. Oh, that guy? Like, what does he do? Fucking Shaq? Who can't do that? And it's like, you fuck. Uh, and I'm sure he wouldn't even remember that, probably. That's when he was still on Saturday Night Live? Was that back then? I'm not sure where he was, but, you know, uh, he was working. After Jerry Maguire, he was hot. So he was... Yeah, he was working. You know, um... Well, that's Barry Katz. Right. Hey, Barry, hey, man. Um, he does Pacino. Of course, we know he does Walking. He does Harvey Keitel. Dude, I don't think there's a walk-in movie in this list. And that might be something to talk about. Yeah. But he also does, and here's another one. He does a killer Chris Penn. Really? Oh, we did a skit on Mad TV called uh, Seven Buddy Cops. So it was all the hot cop movies of teams. Rush Hour, Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover, Mel... 48 Hours, Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte. It was, yeah, it was called The Seven Buddy Cops. And it was all of us in one movie. And he played Chris Penn as the bad guy. So at one point, he's, you know, I can't even do it. But that voice, that he fucking nailed it, dude. But he does a, he does a killer fucking Harvey Keitel, man. I like to hear that. You got to hear it, dude. It's, it's, you got to hear it. His Pacino, I do, I do Pacino better than him. You know, again, Jay was a little cocky. So you couldn't tell Jay his shit didn't stink. But, you know. You know what movie? I, I don't know if there's any movies in here that you we didn't bring up that you think yeah. should be. But The Untouchables. Do you remember The Untouchables? Oh, my God. That's a great one. Right? That's a fucking great. Honorable mentions. Yeah. But who But who do you know off the top that's just missing from that list that you just you, you, you don't understand why they're not on there? From what list? That we just read off. You talking about movies? Yeah. That's one. Yeah. And and we have to find a Christopher Walken movie. Did we say point. Casino? Yeah, I think we did say Casino. Oh, Christopher Walken. Are you fucking kidding me? Kings of New York. Yeah, where's that? With Wesley Snipes and David Caruso. Yeah. You guys got fat while everybody starved on the streets. So we gotta, we're going to make up our own list when we come back. It's my turn. Following week. But if you guys ever need a job. I, I, I wish I could do Christopher Walken. I, that, that, again, that's like with, with fucking... Uh, Jeff Goldblum, that, that yeah. tone. Uh, Your Goldblum is not that bad, but, but you know, this kid, you know the nuance. Come here, uh, yeah, you know what it is, man. Yeah. Fuck, I wish I could do walking, man. Um, I wish I could do. I wish I could do an impression. I can't even do an impersonation of myself. I am the worst speaker in the world, dude. I, I told you I used to when I was younger, and I didn't smoke so much, and my voice was better. I used to do Bobcat Goate. Dude, I wish you could. <clears throat> Bobcat's the Wait. dude, man. I was in the Police Academy movies. Um, everybody told me in the movies. Um, we did a lot of movies. It was. It was. Uh, dude, Bobcat is one of the coolest people I've ever met. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And he's like you too, though, in a way, because 
uh, he started like at sixteen too, I think, right. and never had uh, never did anything else but comedy. Is that right? Yeah, and he was just dude. Uh, they sent me to pick him up from a club one time, uh-huh. and uh, and they were very excited about having him. And I was yeah. very uncomfortable about what they wanted me to do, but they wanted me to park the car and go with a sign and look that said you know Bobcat, and I'm standing there with the stupid fucking sign, mm-hmm. and he walks past me like I see him. But I'm not trying to be, and he just he kind of goes around. I, he's doing something, but he kind of walked away and around, and then he comes behind me. He goes, "Get rid of that fucking sign," you know. And he was serious. He he did. He, he didn't say fucking. He was really nice. He goes, "Get rid of that sign. We don't. That's all. Uh, that's that's exactly what I don't want." <laughs> you know, and uh, so I got in the car. I go, I'm sorry. They told me to have this out there. He goes, I, I know. He goes, it's just that's this is not important stuff. <laughs> and he just want you know he didn't want anybody. Correct, because you don't recognize him at the airport now. Right, he's not that. that well, he doesn't have that. You that, know, that doll hair that he right, used to have. Right, and yeah, he's but he's so cool, and uh, he's he just was really he was a really cool dude to me. And I and I, when you're first starting off in comedy, there's so many people that just don't give a shit, mm-hmm. and most most people don't give a shit because they know 99 percent are going to weed their way out of it anyway. Yeah, but. At least he he gave some attention, and he was just a cool dude, and he just uh, he had such great stories. So I just like that dude. Okay, so we we we've officially wrapped up our yeah, but we got to do our own list of our like top twenty. Yeah, yeah, we could put that together and have that uh, maybe for next time. But kind of uh, something that I tweeted out today that I want to touch on, uh, and I don't know how knowledgeable you are as far as this goes, but I asked. Uh, Worst accents in movies. Yeah. Do you have any off the top of your head who just, you go, that was fucking terrible? Yeah. yeah well, uh, well, the one that was terrible that comes to my mind right away was, wasn't it uh, Kevin Costner who played uh, Robin Hood? Robin Hood. Yeah. And he starts off with an accent. Somebody somebody said that. Yeah. And then that goes away. Yeah. And then they all try to have an accent in Star Wars, in the in the first Star Wars. And all that accent goes Boy, away. In the first Star Wars. Yeah, they all try to have a little bit f- of an English accent. And then Carrie Fisher has a, a little bit of an English accent to her. <laughs> and that goes away. It's amazing. You know what's amazing to me? This just goes to show you the respect for other cultures that's one of the hardest things to do and it don't matter how good of an actor you are that's hard to do it's the same character to, no an accent oh to say yeah to keep you, you would think you would think denzel again god to me in the acting world the mighty quinn he does a jamaican accent no he doesn't <laughs> there you go there you go you, you go that's denzel don't matter that shit is fucking hard. Uh, you know who a lot of people said was bad? Uh, Tom Cruise in Far and Away. Yeah. Irish. Yeah, that was bad. And that's a tough one, man. You know, there, there's certain words. Like, I, I just recently saw this movie, great fucking movie, with um, Jackie Chan and um, Pierce Brosnan. Is, did you, you familiar with this one? Uh-uh. Jackie Chan's daughter... Gets killed uh, accidentally, wrong place, wrong time, during a terrorist attack. And Jackie Chan is out to find out who's responsible. And he ain't doing Jackie Chan type shit, which is one, which is what makes the movie so good. He ain't doing all the, I'm doing all my own stunts and fights. There's like one moment in the movie where he's kind of doing it, but not too much because then it becomes a Jackie Chan movie. Right. But Pierce Brosnan plays an Irishman and that voice is in and out you know there's a certain way they roll their uh, uh, and I'm kind of doing this on stage trying to at least how oh, you want to get in the script with me you know everything sounds like a question you know on the top of it you know um, I'll get you one shot and I'll knock it down to the fucking green it's, it's just that's that's such a that's a tough thing man that Irish accent is tough I, I think they're also. If you know who I give a lot of credit to, though, is all these Australian actors that are working like on. That's uh, amazing to me. And they're playing American actors. That's amazing to me. And I wouldn't even know that they're not. Like, American. dude, Andy Lincoln that plays on uh, Walking Dead. Right. He's Australian. Well, you know, it's it's crazy because as Americans, we hear another accent, and it sounds weird to us because that's not us. Right. So when you when I talk as Americans, we go. 
That's normal. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to sound. But we have an accent. But we have an accent to them. Yeah. So when I hear Hugh Jackman yeah. speak in his Australian native tongue, and I'm going, the fact that he can lose that and sound like us, part of me is going, that's amazing. Yeah. But the other part of me is going, well, that's what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's normal. That's the American attitude. Yeah, that's the American attitude. And it's like, like Tom Holland. Who plays the latest Spider-Man? I, you know, I, and I'm a video gamer, so I downloaded the Spider-Man Homecoming VR game. And you know, before you play the game, he's doing this, you know, straight to camera thing. I want to thank all of you for 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 supporting this movie. It's a great movie. I had an awesome time. And I'm like, that's Spider-Man. <laughs> I hope you have a lot of fun playing this game. And I'm just like, what the fuck? It, it just ah, uh, Idris Elba, British, yeah, totally loses it. Well, uh, fuck, I'm gonna, I forgot her name right now. And uh, we're just talking about uh, the DC Suicide Squad. What's the chick? Uh, oh, that plays uh, Harley Ray, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Yeah, she she has an accent. Oh yeah, she's Australian. Get the fuck out! Of, I've never heard her speak in her natural. Did you see her in that horrible Tarzan movie? I didn't see, t- you know, I didn't see no motherfucking white man swinging through the jungles, taking credit for hanging around monkeys when niggas have been doing that <laughs> since forever. Watch no white man just steal everything. Well, that's why they made a movie about it because it's a white dude doing it. Yeah, so it's 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 it's, it's black folks been doing now. it a long time. We've been fucking with them apes since forever. Shit, savages when we do it. When you motherfuckers do it, it's heroic. Running around in loincloth. But no, I didn't. I didn't know she was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody said uh, Steven Seagal out for justice, attempting a mafioso <laughs> Brooklyn accent was hilarious. <laughs> and I just, I hit him back. Anybody see Richie? <laughs> dude, that dude. I don't. How did he get to be who he was? Because there was a period in time. You talking about Steven Seagal, right? Yeah. He, there was a period in time before Hollywood went pure. Uncut cocaine pure. When we were going through, and this is when we talk about eventually, we'll do this for another podcast. We talk about the 80s, the 80s and 90s, particularly the 90s, when we had the greatest era of action dudes. You know who the top three were Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Willis. Yeah. But then we didn't, them dudes didn't do martial arts. They shot shit up, guns, guns, guns. Maybe a little bit of fighting, but guns. Then here comes Van Damme. Yep. Here comes Steven Seagal. This martial arts. And listen, it looked good. They was they was appropriate for the time. I guess. I don't know. But let's be honest. Each one had the move. Fucking Van Damme. And Pablo Francisco used to say this in his Van Damme joke when he did the movie guy voice. In the city. Jean-Claude Van Damme and the same shit you've seen over <laughs> and over again. Uh. And it was that classic Van Damme jumps up in the air, does the spinning air kick, which we've seen a gazillion and one fucking times. That was Van Damme's move. Then Steven Seagal had the one move, the cross slot, the chop clothesline where he would chop your oh. neck and your feet go into the air. And then he would break your shit. But then here comes Jackie Chan. Here come Jet Li. The uncut cocaine. The pure motherfuckers. The Asian motherfuckers. And they took that shit to another level. So, yeah, there was a period in time where Van Damme and Seagal served a purpose. But then once Jackie and Jet came out, everybody else was like, man, this is watered down liquor. Over here with Van Damme and Seagal. I want that pure shit. Have you seen those Seagal videos where he disarms people or the karate things that he's doing now? No. Oh, my God. He's, like, doing these things where he's not even... T- the people are falling down right. just by his energy. Right. Oh, jeez. Patrice said to Opie and Anthony about Seagal, he said, and when the fuck did he stop doing karate? He come in a movie now weighing 800 pounds. He just folds his arm and put him over his stomach and walks in and goes, and walks out. Which is basically what he was doing. 
Yeah, I, I just never been a Seagal fan. I just thought that was all kind of uh, bullshit, actually. Somebody said Sean Connery, with his thick Scottish accent, was supposed to be Russian in The Hunt for Red October. Yeah, that one was pretty weak, too. That was, was it? Pretty, yeah, that was weak. It's crazy to think these great actors, that like there's a there's a chink in the metal. You know, I, I just, I think in for, uh, for what's his name? Wait, who, who were we just talking about? What was Sean name? Connery. Sean, I Sean think, I think it gets to the point where you're that you're that actor, and you don't right. care. You know, you know, you, you, you think start. You don't really don't care. You start off with the accent, and then you just let it go, just like uh, 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 Robin Hood, dude. Uh, right, Kevin Costner. I don't, I don't know why I can't remember. You know, it's funny. If you saw the first X Men, yeah, Halle Berry had a British accent. I mean, full on. No Logan. By uh, the sequel, English. She dropped it. She barely has any lines. What, in the first one? In, no, in all the rest of the movies. No, though. she does. Yeah. She's prominent. But she clearly went from British to English. Um, dude wrote, Al Pacino, his Cuban accent was god-awful. I'm actually Cuban. Don't no motherfuckers talk like that from Scarface. And I believed it. You no, know, but Scarface was panned when it first came out, too. No one wanted that movie did not do well in theaters. Yeah, but it, it became a cult classic. It is now, but yeah, but it, there was... I mean, I think they called bullshit on it initially, and then everybody right. went, no, that's a fucking good movie. Right. Oh, and you, dude, dude, uh, Keanu Reeves and Dracula. <laughs> I'm going to the castle. Mary, wait for me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, oh. Nicholas Cage in uh, Con Air, Southern Accent. That's what it was supposed to be? Ah! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Somebody said Mel Gibson in The Patriot and Braveheart. First of all, in Patriot, he was a regular dude, regular American. He didn't have an accent. In The Patriot, when he Ledger? Dude, no. I don't, remember, I don't remember that movie. No, he, he, but Braveheart, what'd you think of his... It's, again, I don't know enough about the Scottish to. It sounded believable to me. to me. I mean, the acting in that movie sold me anything that you wanted to sell me in that movie. Right. Right. So, I don't know. Okay, I'm trying to look for one more before I give you the number one. Uh, somebody said, and a, a chick goes, uh, "Let me find hers because I think hers was early on too." Oh, she goes, Mark Wahlberg in The Departed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just awful. And I go, no way. He's from Boston. He nailed it. She goes, okay, okay, I understand. But I'm from the area, too. It was way too exaggerated. And then she writes out, yeah, those microprocessors, Frank. I, I guess because I'm not from Boston. I guess so. But I mean, I, I thought he nailed it. Dude, the guys that I know from Boston have those accents sound like that. The Southie guys, right. they sound like that. Right. You going to the party? I got to go to my car. Going to the party at the bar. Hey, Frank, he's over at the bar. And when you do that, you open your mouth to get that bah, sound, but yeah. they don't do that. They're just, right, they just, just natural. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's why I love Casey, man, at the Phoenix stand-up live. He is a Boston. Like, you could tell he's yeah. pure. He ain't even trying to be nothing other than who he is. Casey, when I talk to Casey, when you talk to Casey and you're doing business with Casey, Casey's yeah. all business. Oh, yeah. But when you talk to Casey, you just realize he's one of those guys that moved away so he wouldn't end up where the other kids that he grew up around. Right. I, I love Casey, man. And, 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 just and, from the sound. I'm not right. saying that I know that for a fact. Right, 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 I'm right, saying right. that's what it feels oh, like. Oh, no. But listen, I, I said before, there's a handful of guys I can name on one hand. And I've been doing this a long fucking time. I've been everywhere, all the clubs. It's a handful of guys where I go, good dude. I legitimately like him. Most of these guys, pieces of shit. And they don't give a fuck. Casey's a legit dude. Dude, Casey's just, what I like best about him is he's going to get what he wants done. Yeah. And he's not going to make you feel bad about it. Right. But he's going to get what he wants done. Like, dude, if you had ever done... Casey's the uh, the gentleman, the, the manager of the uh, stand-up live in Phoenix, Arizona. If you had ever done... When we talked about on the last podcast, uh, Stanford and Sons in Kansas City with me. Yeah. Back when uh, Craig, who's the owner, uh, when it was in Newport, that guy, fucking character, piece of shit. 
I mean, you, you, and his voice was so. Hey, Harry. Every time we would go do radio, and I would, I would, I would hate when he would do this. He would go, uh, like, he wouldn't let me do the interview. He always wanted to interject, and he was one of those guys that wanted to be as important as the comic. When it's like, dude, you're you're, you're behind the scenes. He was puffy. Yeah, yeah. And you go, uh, I'd be doing an interview. Like, let, let, let's say uh, you're interviewing me. Just, just ask me a question. But as you're asking me, even talk to me a little bit. Like just, just, so, like, how, why did you decide that you wanted to start in comedy? Did you think that you were... Aries is going to be the next Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it's kind of like Eddie Murphy. Like, this motherfucker would just, I'm like, shut the fuck up. And I, and I would go into, and I would, and I would say to him, uh, Craig, man, can you not say he's supposed to be the next Eddie Murphy? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then you're interviewing me. And when did uh, what what year did you do? Uh, Aries, this guy, he's just get right, Eddie Murphy. And then I would go, Craig, and he would turn to me and go, "You mad?" <laughs> just. <laughs> do you have any of those on tape? You should have. No, those. man, no. You should play like some of your worst moments that you got oh, captured. Oh, um, and finally the number one on the list. I'm gonna say it again. Okay. Tell the truth. You don't know what that is. What what is it? The the Captain movie. The no. no. What is it? Will Smith concussion. No. The African accent. Yeah, that was terrible. Everybody on Twitter shitted on that. God, I forgot all about that. Tell the truth, and that was the main pinnacle of the trailer. Tell the truth. Okay. Dude, this is why I said before, and I'm treading. I'm trying to tread lightly. Look, I met him. Will is one of the nicest, legit fucking guys in Hollywood. And I think he's a good actor. But at times I felt like he was a little overrated. Like, again, and listen, a lot of dudes fall victim to the accent. But again, between the accent and the Ali performance, you understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 again, Denzel, Mighty Quinn, I don't know if that was because he was so young. But if you take that one thing out, 98% of Denzel's shit is solid. Whatever he plays, you don't question it. You don't go, man, I don't believe. You believe. Ali. See, I thought the acting and everything in the Ali story was enough that got me past what what bothered you. It didn't bother me. Really? Well, but I'm an Ali guy. He looked, I mean, I'm an Ali guy. I get that, but he looks so much like Ali. Okay, but the look, but, but, but if you need it. You, you, Ali was such. I could understand if Ali wasn't a personality. He was bland right. in terms of a personality. Then you can go all about the look. He looked it. But Ali was such a bigger than life personality. I'm the greatest. I shook up the world. I'm a bad man. You must listen to me. He was such a fucking personality. You got to get that right. You I'm not disagreeing with you. Half ass that. I'm, and I'm not saying Will went. Um, I'm gonna mail this one in. That was a big deal to him. He 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 was going for Oscar. No, and he, because he looked at. It. I mean, he worked. He on, looked the he, fuck he, out of it. He didn't have that body when he started. That. He looked the fuck out of it. As far as look, a plus. But that performance, man. I'm telling you, in and out, uh, at times, uh, if it wasn't for the look being so accurate. But that's what got me through it. It did. I'm not, I'm not denying what you're saying is true. But it's, it, to me, I, I saw the What movie. you got out of there, Cozell? You my poser. I'm the champ. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Tell the truth. <laughs> I forgot completely about that movie. Yeah, yeah, that and probably for a good reason. <sighs> All right, you know what? Uh, I think that's it. That is it. Okay. All right. So uh, again, I'm Andy uh, Andy Comedy dot uh, com. You can get all my social media at the top of the page. Download this. Uh, make sure you download. Tell some friends to download this shit so we can keep doing it. Yes, uh, Aerie Spears. Uh, official is the Instagram, Ari Spears Twitter, Ari Spears Facebook, Pandora, Ari Spears. Uh, I'm excited. We got that thing. By now, we should have the the tag at the end. Yeah, we should have the tag. Yeah. 
Listen, and we're trying. I was even thinking. I don't want. We're not gonna do it. But I was even thinking just before the motherfucker, Ving Rhames, man, leading into it. Some hard hitting pipe motherfuckers. <laughs> I just love that from Pulp Fiction. It is such a great line. Be here with some hard hitting pipe motherfuckers. Gonna go medieval. Go medieval on your ass. <laughs> but then that's too many motherfuckers. <laughs> motherfucker. And Sam, but Sam put the uh, copyright on motherfucker. He really did. Yeah, man. Well, he has the wallet too. Yeah, does he? What do you mean? The bad motherfucker wallet. Does he really? Don't. Didn't she? They, oh, from the movie. Yeah, they sell those. Oh all over shit! The place. I didn't know that. Yeah, they sell them. It says "bad motherfucker" right oh, on the wallet. Yeah, he owns it, man. Uh, okay. So, uh, listen, we want to make a hat or a t-shirt. Why don't you guys tell us which ones you want? Hats or t-shirts? We're going to be selling them cheap because we want you guys to have part of what we're doing here. So, once you get back to us on a hat or a t-shirt, baseball hat, snapback, or uh, a t-shirt. There it is. All right, guys. Uh, St. Louis is next, right? Yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, at the Helium in St. Louis, Missouri. Black Club. Chicken grease. Afro scene and shiny shit. Watermelon, cocoa butter. Niggas. That's where my white privilege goes right out the window. Why? Dude, when I was at Chuckles, everybody looked at me like, what the fuck? No, this ain't Chuckles. This ain't chuckles. These is niggas that read. <laughs> these is the good ones. These these are the good ones. <laughs> and it's like if we was in nineteen sixty two, you know, white people they didn't. Now we don't want you coming down here stirring up our good niggers. These are the good niggers. <laughs> I can't believe we're still on. We get to do this podcast though. Niggers. <laughs> Motherfucker! Oh.